Canada. It's me. Taste. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's me. Twinkle my fucking toes of the PG County motherfucking. And I'm Jamal. And welcome to Black Tar Roots, a Blackly Black podcast where we ask the hard-hitting questions like, should we as a collective try ketchup chips? Girl, no. <laughs> Why not? It's a it's a Canadian, it's a Canadian delicacy. I think I've actually already had them. Okay, they eat a few things up there that um I'm not here for. But I, I want a I want a proper poutine. I've never had I've had one here, but I was like, mm, I feel like this is uh real Americanized. I would I would love to try the one up in this Canada. Girl, I make you a poutine. I got, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go up to the Safeway right now and get some um, potatoes and some brown gravy mistake. I got you. <laughs> well, folks, welcome to this week's episode of Black Tar Roots. We are getting ready to dive on in to the premiere of Canada's Drag Race. We are flush with drag this, this fall, darling. So if you ain't got shit else to do, turn on your television on Thursday and Tuesdays and catch you some drag television and then listen to an episode of Black Tar Roots while you work out. So we're not even gonna get we're not even gonna bullshit around. Let's get into the shits. It is the premiere of Canada's Drag Race. We done met the 12 dolls who are in this competition. We have already talked about them. If you've not listened to our Meet the Queens, go listen to that shit right now. And we flash onto the screen and immediately, the first thing I think is Miss Canada stays with the budget. Yes, they do, because the budget went up. Baby, baby, these bitches got neon lights in this motherfucker with the word work, with the little accent over it. The the, uh, Canadian maple leaf is massive the yeah. workroom is absolutely stellar stellar i see multiple sewing machines mm. <laughs> i said miss canada you better and then we begin into the main stage honey <laughs> i said miss canada you better stay with the goddamn budget and i'm right. so excited to finally get to meet the girls and to get into the season so first up it's you girl oh i thought she was gonna go here sometimes you'd be bored of it so the first <laughs> up, you know, hey, get it in, girl, get it in, lube it up and get it in. So first up is Miss Geometric, who is coming in hot in her uh, iridescent <laughs> neon orange uh, trench coat with her uh-huh. ponytails. Um, young queen, excited. She comes in and talks about how beautiful she is. Um, and she is amazed by the size of the workroom. I think that... Uh, Later on, I appreciate what she's wearing much more than what I appreciated. Um, looking like yes. right now, yes, because very that, <laughs> very that. <laughs> the coat is the coat is very big. Um, right. so and she, wears, for a, she weighs a buck oh two, yeah, for a small waif of a girl. Um, it, it runs the risk of drawing her out. Um, <clears throat> and she doesn't have that much time to uh, sit and uh take it all in because here comes Kamora Amore who comes in screaming, Jesus Christ. Um, and she calls herself the Carnival Queen. So she has on this nice uh, black and gold jumpsuit with these uh, miniature Carnival feathers. I want, if you say you give me a Carnival though, Miss Thing, I want it to be a little bit bigger. Um, right. I don't want the little skimpy ass feathers, Miss Thing. I want the feathers. Uh, yeah, but she still look good though. So you know. No, she she looks good. She looks good. Absolutely, she looks good. She comes in. Um, I appreciate the energy with which she came in. Um, and then we cut to her the confessional. And what did you say that she looked like? She looked like she's going on a Tom Joyner, um, growing a sexy cruise. 
like Charlie Wilson. Child, which she probably is. Or what's the other one that um they used to send back? Right. She looks like she's going to Essence Fest. Um, <laughs> she looks like she has to do Canada's Drag Race at nine and be in the Gap Band at ten. Yeah, and I like I like her look. I do wish that she would have said um a yes. little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Pythia comes in next in this pink uh Roman inspired get up. I do like when girls have a little bit of a reference. So when she talks about how her um, character is inspired by this uh, this uh, figure from Roman mythology, I am getting life. Um, you know, she looks good. I think she looks good. I think that uh, her confessional look is very colorful and interesting. I'm excited for Pythia. Yeah, I, like, I really enjoyed her helmet. Yeah, the helmet was great. You said she made that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And off the top, we we get that Pythia is an artsy, um, creative queen. So I'm excited to see what she does, especially you know what she produces a little bit later. I think it was kind of cool in the main challenge. So she wears a, a pussy bow, and you know I love a pussy bow. <laughs> right, because your text was <laughs> all these pussy bows. Um, so <laughs> mm, I love it. The girls is looking bow. good. The girls are looking good, and then comes Eve six uh six thousand. So yeah, crazy. Eve has a kind of how would you describe this dress? There are two things going on. So one side right. is like very, very form fitted and black with green accents, and then the other side is a little bit more flowy and draped and is lavender. Um, I would describe it as ugly. Um, yeah, and then she has this wig that isn't the best. Uh, Cruella illusion. Um. It's a little too much going on for me. Um, All right. I expected... Sorry, go ahead, baby. No, I was just going to say, I expected a little different from a seasoned queen. Yes. Um, I just felt that she was going to bring more ba-ba-ba-boom, and it was very, very flat. Like, it looked like it was those two pieces sewn together on a piece of stretchy fabric. Mm -hmm. Remember what Elliot with two T's wore for the Fascinator runway? It's just like there was a poop of fabric on the, the other leg. Yeah, it was giving very that. Yeah, so um, they weren't meant to be like one cohesive piece, and it's supposed to give the illusion of something. But we know illusions don't always work for the dolls. Yeah, not at all. Um, so next up is your girl. Ah! I was get some more blueberries, but I'm gonna wait. Uh, Oceana. Suki. Oh, oh no. no, Suki. <laughs> you said my girl. My girl's Oceana. You said, but you also talk about how you live for Suki's uh, confessional voice. Yes, because I love uh, uh, the fashion girls talk a certain way when you get into talking about fashion, and that's exactly how Miss Suki does. Because here's the other thing: we get to the actual challenge. She feels she says every fashion thing that she could possibly say about the garment, and yet nothing at all, girl. <laughs> so, but okay, so let's get into what she's doing now. Suki is in all red. Um, she has this Medusa illusion in her wig, which I think is gorgeous. Um, and her dress is kind of these two-tiered, like, lampshade shapes. Uh, and she has some gold going across her chest. Her aunt, I didn't notice until just now, looking at it in the background, her hands are painted. Um, I think she looks beautiful. Could I have done without the train? Yes. But I think that she looks gorgeous. I wasn't, I wasn't bothered by the train personally. 
I think she looks, I think she looked good. I think she has a, um, I'm interested to see, I've seen a couple pictures of her before. So this seems like this is a part of her um, abstract point of view. So yeah, her I wasn't mad at the train, right? Yeah. Next up is um, Adriana. I don't know why I was about to call this child Rebecca, uh, but it's, <laughs> Jessica, uh, right? It, it's Adriana, um, and she is coming in an iridescent gown that she cannot walk in. And she probably should have left it at home because it was not that cute. Yeah, because I was like, "What was this choice, Miss Thing? You can't walk in this." The top part was beautiful and fierce, and then it looks like a, there's a change in fabric. And was that velvet that I saw? Yeah, it was, and there were a lot of things going on with this because the bottom was like caps too. So it was, right, but Ellie was Diamond, that? you said Ellie Diamond, girl. And then uh, next coming, uh, next coming in is back. That got on a uh, pissed yellow wig and some purple panties and a, a gray coat. Next, um, I did like that her coat had her name on it, girl. Miss Thing, I was not here for Miss Beth after this episode. So <laughs> such a man eater. She coming in with all of this. Girl, I need a little bit more, Miss Thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you like her her outfit other than her coat having her name in it? No, and this is where it was. Um, she she got a JoJo's a hoe edit to me this episode. <laughs> where it was getting very because my notes were. I wonder how long she's been doing drag. Yeah, yeah. Her titties look nice. Well, yeah. The titties are right. Well, so titties don't win you competitions. Well. Unless it's, you know, uh, Miss Hawaiian Tropics. Yeah. Um, so, and she also knows geometric. Um, right. Shout out to them. So the next thing is Isis, um, who <laughs> I think is cute in her confessionals. She says she has the oldest knees in the competition because she's 34. And that's a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think she looks so much younger than 34. Um, you think so? Yeah, I think, I think she looks younger than 34. I'd give her like late 20s. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, Beth is taking a laundry bag and created a a, a, a form fitted gown um, with a I don't even know how to how do you describe this? I just structure and angles. Yeah, I mean the the, the first thing I, my first reaction when it came in because we saw it pinned in from the bottom, mm -hmm. I said this is a lot. These girls don't know how to edit, and then I saw it in the Y. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. So it's black, and I think this is um. I don't have it in front of me, so you know, fuck off. Uh, it looks like a gingham, if you will. The laundry bag reference is correct. Mm. Um, with this yellow fringe at the bottom, is form-fitting. She can actually move in it, and then she has this hat and this cover piece that I, when people do like the, um, I don't know, what it, it's like a, um, what's it called? What's it, a, bak a balakava, balakava, bakalava? A baklava. <laughs> covers your head. Girl, she got a hat on. Right, right, right. Does have a little face, little face mask thing uh, on it, and then she has the kind of like Lee Bowery, like Lee Bowery, but without the face being covered. It's great. Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I so, love next, so next is your girl. We hear her screaming from down the hall. Woo! And I think that the producers were nice and shady by closing closing in on them shoes first. Um, but we. <laughs> Oceana, Aqua Black has entered the building. Um, and she is <laughs> she's coming in. She has a big pink um faux fur coat on, or I don't know what that is. She reveals to a pink bodysuit, got the wig, the big blonde wig with pink stripes in it. 
Um, I actually did not have a problem with her entrance look. I thought it was cute, except for the motherfucking shoes. Yeah, very that. I think she looked great. I think um, we have some concerns. Some of those concerns still exist. Oh, all, all the, the concerns videos. still exist, girl, please. But it was nice that she came in on a, a look because she looks yes. good. And she almost yeah. fell. Um, so okay, who, doesn't? who doesn't? Who doesn't almost fall? Um, <laughs> next you thing get is up. Next is the true Rebecca, Stephanie. Um, Baby. <laughs> the way she opened up the uh, Calgary high school uh, yearbook and fast forward to her birth year and said, oh yeah, Stephanie Price, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, she looks good. She's giving like pin up. Um, I, you know what that's a reference to? I don't necessarily like the colors. What is a reference to? So uh, Stephanie is Filipina and that is a reference to Jollibee, which is this oh, wildly popular yeah. Filipino fast food chain. And we actually have one here uh, in the DMV that just opened. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. They have really I, good chicken. I, I see that now. I completely forgot all about Jollibee. We had a few in California. Um, I work. Yeah, but she looks good. Her face looks, she looks good. Really good. Outfit looks good. Right. Um, next is uh, Kendall Gender, not dressed as a Pepsi, so she's getting a strike every week to I see a Pepsi costume. Um, she's not wearing a She's not wearing that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, this is kind of a Pepsi. So she's like, you open the Pepsi and you see the the bubbles setting up because she's wearing a brown <laughs> leotard with. Uh, Don't you love when he makes stuff up, y'all? Flare outs of the hip and a cape. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... She also is a stealth black queen. <laughs> you know, I saw them braids and was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, she looks some, great. She's a body girl. Um, I yeah, wish that sash was like a deep chocolate. Yeah, she looked good. She looked good. Um, and she immediately goes over and screams a geometric. Oh... Uh, Oh, and then this last woman and whose name I can never remember. Cynthia Kiss. <laughs> I need them to have some more dramatic names than this. So Cynthia Kiss right. comes in. Um, Kendall and Gia are both gagging. What we find out is that Kendall, Gia, and Cynthia are a are a little like clique. And they call right. themselves the Brat Pack. Because, you know, they... All find themselves to be fierce and next level, um, doing things that you've never seen done in drag before. So okay, that's a lie. But also, they um they call themselves the Brat Pack. That's very interesting. Yeah, and all the other girls are immediately annoyed. Um, so right. well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immediately annoyed. I mean, so um, see this also this continuation of this JoJo edit we're getting out of Bath, right? Because it just seems like her explains to us who they right. are. Right, these noisy cunts are uh, <laughs> the brat back. And it seems like this is shaking her confidence. Yeah. Which but, is understandable when you pop into this competition. Yeah, and Stephanie also says that um that they are a little arrogant. Um, and then she quickly points out we know in the history of drag race, one thing that does not necessarily work um is being in a clique. Which I kind of beg to differ because if you are in a clique called Alaska Talks, your friends will carry your ass to the finale if need be. Um, so all, that was on All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was on All Stars. <laughs> also, we not Roxy Andrews not about to sit here and catch strays on this podcast today. Leave her alone. <laughs> she was just trying to smoke her cigarette, and they got Alaska got in her doing about the fucking TikToks. <laughs> We're like. <laughs> 
<laughs> they on tour. She just trying to smoke her cigarette at the back of the club, and then Alaska goes, "Let's do the Powerpuff Girls since we have the colors." <laughs> and she's a girl. I'm just trying to get through this misty slip so I can get back on stage. <laughs> so before we get into, um, I like this. You have a whole storyline. I really do. Because <laughs> uh, Roxy's just like girl. <laughs> she did not even smoke the cigarette she in the video. Man. She did, but because they edited it out. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, so the prize. So unless you were you gonna talk about the prizes, girl, I don't even remember what the prizes were. They got the coffee and prizes. So they so they went a hundred thousand uh, dollars last year. The winner got a year supply of hotel stays, which you know, lol, it's COVID. Where are you going? Um, and the, this year, the sponsor is um, Shoppers Drug Mart. And <laughs> every time they would say that, it would make me cringe a little bit because, from my understanding, well, first it's just the name. They, you know, it's, it's it's like in the U.S. It said sponsored by CVS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, mm, is that really associated with the drag scene? But then I thought to myself, well, I also like that one, there are continued more mainstream brands that are interested in sponsoring this show and this investment in the queer community. But then also, um, this suggests that drag is accessible and that you can go in and get some things from a drugstore, from a beauty line, and do your mug. Now, my other thought was, is a queen like Oceana, if she wins this competition, gonna be able to pump into Shoppers Drug Mart <laughs> and get her shades? Because I'm a dark, I'm a dark girl, and I know for a fact it stops at Terracotta. It does not come, to, does not get to my midnight black. So um, you know, I, I had mixed, I had mixed feelings about it, but I'm, ex- I'm, I'm hoping that my initial, that my, uh, my read on it is this accessibility angle. Mm-hmm. Well, as we learn later, <laughs> Oceana don't care that. So <laughs> we're gonna talk about I can't wait to talk about that because what? <sighs> so um we get the introduction of our judges. Uh and once again I'm reminded about <laughs> the fact that I do not like the Canada's drag race format of having judges. Um yeah. well what can you do? Yeah, and I almost forgot that RuPaul wasn't here because RuPaul comes up on the screen and welcome to girl. Welcome. And then Brooke comes yeah, to the door. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Welcome, Canada's Drag Race. Right. It's your girl, RuPaul. Maple syrup. <laughs> so Brooklyn comes in. Brooklyn looks good in her little salmon color suit. Um, mm-hmm. And she introduces the judges. We have Brad, who's a fashion yes. designer. Um, he, he comes in. And I think cute little um, <laughs> denim outfit that is uh, early rhinestone. Yes. Um, huh? It's a Canadian tuxedo. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's denim on. It's cute. He's very, he's very excited to be here. Um, and then we have the woman who is not Tracy Marshall. So we go to <laughs> when you text. First of all, it's Amanda Bruegel. <laughs> Say the bitch's name. <laughs> we had the woman who is not Tracy Marshall. So yeah, I definitely was mad when you texted me where Tracy was. I said, "Wait a minute." Yes, because Tracy. Never, <laughs> Did not pop up into that workroom after they announced that she was a judge. Right. And they're not about to play in uh, Tracy's face again. This year. <laughs> they're not about to play in my girl, the squirrel friend's uh, face this year. 
Absolutely. Say, girl, you gonna take this title and keep it pooping. You okay, like only be in there doing the um, helping them out in acting challenges. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and in the traditional drive race, the first challenge is a time honored photo shoot. Um, the girls have to jump into a pit of uh, a pit of something and take a picture. Uh, I ain't gonna hold you. It's just a bunch of jumping. Here's the main points. Um, <laughs> they look good. All the pictures came out good. Did, uh, 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 after, uh, some of these Nobody bodies. In the U.S., they're gonna make them look cr- well. All their faces came out looking good, but some of these yes. bodies. Was, um, <laughs> the standout moment of the entire thing is when Oceana jumps into there and it <laughs> 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 cannot get out. Of the, of the thing, and she says that she injured her knee. And I said, what the fuck is going on? The big girls and the knees on Drag Race. <laughs> Eureka pumped in and just brought in an era of fucking injury for bitches who are known to not have insurance. So I don't understand. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tia Coffee was slamming the little toothpicks on the stage during Series 2. Yeah. It came out unscathed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Oceana says that she's all right, but she does know that there's something wrong with her knees, so we're going to put a pin in that for future episodes. Right. Uh, and uh, Eve 2000 also couldn't get out of the thing. They had to get a little grabber for her, which I thought was... <laughs> right, Sandman. <laughs> right, Sandman came through. Yeah, but I mean, that's it. Everybody else just took pictures of the thing. They're just jumping in. We don't have no um, Jimbo moment this season. Right. Um, I enjoyed when they had to make the girls climb. Yeah. Oh, shout out from um a shout on Grala from DJ Poppers. What is it? Yeah, I just got that too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in the photo challenge. Um, the girls look cute, and the winner is Miss Suki Doll. Do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, whatever. They're just jumping in the air and saying so. Right. This, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn it's announces that. Brooklyn announces that the challenge is the essentially it's the drag on a dime challenge, right? Um, where they have to use uh found items that are in one corner of the workroom, uh, would appear which appears to be the smallest corner of the workroom, Bitch. Um, <laughs> and they can also use fabric from the fabric wall. Right. So, so we get into the design challenge, and like Jamal mentioned, it is the lost in the, the episode is called Lost in Fears. Now I think this is an ex- interesting concept because last season they had things that were iconically Canadian, so they had a, a clear like depth and breadth of like things to pull from to make these garments. Mm-hmm. That's the expectation of this challenge for you to turn shit into shinier shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Jamal mentioned, they got one quarter of a corner. <laughs> of what is called the leftovers of the club coat check. And because Suki Doll was the winner, she has a 30-second head start. And I don't know why she decided to delay, but she did. And all mm-hmm. I know is this bitch when she she finally runs, she picks up one item. <laughs> and I said, Y'all don't understand the way that I would have Tyra Sanchez that shit down. We knocking racks over bitches. We about to pull, we pick it up the entire rack and taking it with us. Right. And then we'll distribute it accordingly, right? Uh, in, a, in a sisterly fashion. What I appreciated is that Brad uh, made a unique point of saying, just because there's clothes on that rack does not mean you can just throw that shit on and pop down the <laughs> runway. You have to do something. 
Girl, let the girls wear what they're gonna wear. No, you're not about to throw on an H&M sweater and put it over top of some your padding girl and call it the motherfucker. Yes, sweater. and staple no, a, a staple not. a staple a cup on top of it, girl. Okay, right. right. Put put a couple of tickets uh, flowing out of it, girl. Like, oh, I'm leaving the club. Oh, my favorite my favorite storyline. I'm the drunk girl leaving the club. I'm fucked. I can't find my fans. So we get into the challenge prep. Um, Masuki did not pull Tyra Sanchez as she's supposed to. We are getting even more of this Beth struggling at it. And I, I, they did her girl dirty because it did not need to be as serious as it was. They showed Beth struggling to uh, pull some items from what's left over uh-huh. um, from the rest of the stuff. And they also show her um, sort of trying to conceptualize what it is she's trying to do. And then looking back at what it is that she had, when we get to the main runway, I'm going to tell you exactly what she should have did with that umbrella instead of what she did with it. And the way that what she ended up doing with it on the runway. Um, uh, we get some more clips out of Miss Oceana. She has decided that she's going to play into the comedy of her hacking her knee and maybe going home next week uh, by doing something funny. And she's just bringing me so much joy already. I think she, 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 and I, I rate the sentimentals a little bit later. She gets selected for the show because she doesn't take herself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's that type of levity is really important for this competition, but also preserving um, what drag is, right? It's not, I think drag has sort of transformed, at least in the eyes of the mainstream, as it is something that can be serious. It is things that pays people bills, but drag is also supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be fun. So having someone like Oceana on there is really important to help keep that balance of, yes, this is a serious competition, but like also, this is meant to put you are a man in a dress. Mm-hmm. Some some people are men in dress. Some people are women in dresses, and non-binary people in dresses. But you're a man in dress. Relax. Uh, so we get Stephanie is cutting some dicks into fabric flowers. That's a lot of motherfucking work. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. And then this goes back to my other point I said about Miss Sugi earlier. She talks in the way that some fashion people do. Very poo poo poo. Ooh la la. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and, and the shit and the shit works, man. It works, man. Baby, it works, man. She said a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I said, girl, what are you describing? You have a jacket and you are trying to describe how you're going to make this this uh, this fur jacket into something structural, which by the way, does not hit that runway. <laughs> does not hit that runway at all. She gave you, she gave you, she gave you Not with them exposed undergarments she did. Nigga. <laughs> Either way, I love when the fashion girls talk, and I love that um, I do like that Miss Suki is into the fantasy. Because mm-hmm. this competition does take a healthy amount of uh, delusion to participate in. So, certainly now. Nigga, did anybody tell you to miss all of your coffee? <laughs> Girl, Miss Thing. Oh, that's another thing. We, we got a new, we have a new enemy of the pod, Miss Thing. Sir? Oh. <laughs> So wait, wait, we had a couple enemies of the pod. We got Sir. We got that girl who ruined All Star Six for me. <laughs> and my, oh, and my fucking Uber driver from this morning, who I know probably had my coffee nice <laughs> in her culture. <laughs> she said, "There, she said, there with a latte." No, <laughs> my give me that else. <laughs> why, why, should, why you gotta be lying on black women like that? I know she had it. As a matter of fact, I feel like when I seen her drive off, I seen her pick something up and take a sip. The way you will lie on this podcast. 
Oh my god! So you know the girls are you know making shit and they pinning things. You know, kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat out. We do get a moment, a couple of important moments. One, we learn more about Charlie Wilson and his seventeen-year-old son. Uh, and I started doing the math. I said, "Oh, girl, you had that baby at sixteen, seventeen. Work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was that was getting in. Okay." But what was it was uh, great about that moment is when we get to learn more about the queens and this connection what I enjoyed was this um, talking about the diversity of types of families there are, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's raising her son. Her son is really, really proud of her uh, drag dad. Uh, once had a partner. So this uh, uh, Kimura's son once had two fathers at one point. Uh, so I, I love that we got to sort of see that um, other side of the queer community, the different type of families that exist in our community. And then we also learned that Miss Ocean- Oceana is, is sitting here painting her mug blind. Yes. And that explains so much. <laughs> explains a lot. Uh, but to that end, she does make a good point. This is what a lot of a lot of girls do. I don't focus so much on how I look in drag and how pretty I look in drag as much as I focus on my performance. And that's okay. Yeah, I got thoughts. I got thoughts. Bring it to the runway. 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 Let's get into these motherfucking looks. We get the first ever entrance of Drag Drag Race Season 2 Canada. And immediately I'm in love that they finally changed the way that the judge's entrance goes. We have Brooklyn anchored as the main drag peer, as yes. it should have been for a se- this season, the first season. She comes out like RuPaul at the end. Um, so I'm glad they're less resistant to that because it just felt like it made more sense. And it was also weird to have the guest judges coming down. Hi, I'm Tom Green. And welcome yes. to the main stage of Canada Drag Race and this nigga wearing an outfit from TJ Maxx. And Brooklyn looks exquisite tonight in this gold old hall. I just I, I remember looking at this outfit and saying, "Man, I wish you had worn this for her gold runway, her go, her gold runway during season eleven, where she was a plan. Because that she looked at the the mug was stamped, the outfit was fierce. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. You didn't have the money then. Well, she was a plan. Yes, she did have the money. She oh, didn't have money. <laughs> but she was good. So, let's get into the runway. Category is the, is it, it's it's premier red carpet eleganza. Yeah, that's because, the other thing. The prompt is that they're supposed to be um going to a red carpet. That's important. Because right. <laughs> some people misunderstood the assignment. So the first one is Pythia, who has made this uh this like neon highlighter yellow gown. It the she has this. Do you remember Amber from Clueless? Yes. It was giving me very that. There's this rouging on the side. I wonder how much of just the shit that she used out of the coat check was using this garment. She looked cute. I thought I mean, she, she looked good. fantastic. I think she looks great, but how much was from the fabric wall and how much was from... Well, girl, shit, you saw they only had three things <laughs> open and had four and shit. It was all gone by the time she There was it. seven. There was it seven. Was but, see, by the time she but wait a minute. Okay, but one girl ended up using an unconventional material and it won her the child. So, you know, uh, did she, did she staple a bunch of unconventional material onto the shit that she had? It's still unconventional material. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two for me. Up next, we have Miss Kendall Jenner. Gender. She is giving us this sexy cat, Miss... I'm going to punch you in the face. 
my god. She's giving us this sexy cat two-piece. It's like the Madonna comb bra. Uh, it's caged, and then she has this this like pleathers, this like pleather skirt with fur on the top of the bottom of it. I think she looks beautiful. I'm wondering where what red carpet this is. Um, it might be the uh, AVN Awards. Yeah, or the VMAs. Although I'm tired of girls uh, using the VMAs as an right. excuse to look to send down shit. Right, right. Just <laughs> to, to send down bullshit. It's the VMAs. I think it's not it cool. Uh, cute. I didn't like the construction of the, of the top, but it was cute. Uh, Adriana comes out next in this orange and berry number, which is a two-piece. Now she claims she's she's going to the Latin Music Awards. Um, this also looks. I have a lot of questions about how much she used off of the. Uh, Rack of coat check stuff. It's it's okay. It's basic. It's, yeah. It's yeah. It's nothing to write home about. Yeah. Oceana comes out in this look that she has uh, made out of this peppermint <laughs> fabric, <laughs> a two dress, and she has decided to use the I'm a sloppy slut storyline. Mm-hmm. Now, you uh, listeners know I fucking hate that storyline t- so much. Mm-hmm. I hate it with a passion. Um. But I can tell I'm looking at I'm watching Brooklyn's presentation the entire time, and I can tell that this is something that they know Oceana Aqua Black to do. Mm-hmm. In terms, I mean, of con- yeah. And also, you just I think that part of it too is you know knowing the fact that Brooklyn may know some of these girls. Yeah. Um, you get the sense I get is that you are happy that the person showed up. You know what I mean? Right. It's like okay, exactly. we're here, and you you're you're trying. You know, you're playing. You're doing you're yourself. You're being yourself. You're coming here to be yourself on the stage. Uh, and uh, again, you don't end up on Drag Race by accident. And this is why she's in this competition. Um, the outfit's terrible. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> the outfit's awful. We get a reemergence of those ugly ass shoes. But <laughs> <laughs> she gets points for playing the game yes. and for effort and for having fun and not taking herself too, jer- too seriously because in drag, that's just take yourself that seriously. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Uh, now the girl who comes out and is taking herself real seriously is Miss Beth and Miss Black to mermaid tube dress situation. So earlier I alluded to at the bottom of this dress, she's using an umbrella. What she should have done is ruched it and mermaid tailed it out. That would have been fierce because she gets a lot of praise for the use of solo cups to create this um this textured look on the bodice. Mm-hmm. And then from the waist down, it's kind of a letdown because it's this, you know, uh, it's nothing. Umbrella fabric is it's 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 an umbrella. It's not supposed to give you, you know, elegance. You have to make it look that way. So right. it looks like, looks like a trash bag. So had she had ruched it at the bottom and, and and gave it some more volume, and you know, you are at the mercy of the shit that's there. So it could have very well not been there. It could have been fierce, and she would not be in the position she ends up in later on in the competition. The now, wig is also crunchy. Oh, and the makeup, oh, is, and the makeup is, this is why I was like, I wonder how long she's been doing drag. Yeah, because I don't even know, I don't even know if she needs to have that kind of makeup. But that's my personal, because it just. Well, you know, it takes a while to work out your face. So it could be there's some elements to this that are, are going to work out for her and some that she's going to end up removing. We'll be talking about this with Vanity Milan. There's some things that she definitely needs to change, so. Up next is Ms. Suki Doll, who's giving us this 1920s uh, look. Now, according to Jamal, it's the Met Gala. It's beautiful. It's giving you Met Gala. It's draped. It's draped beautifully. I like the usage of where she where she has the fabric tied and laid to create um, some in- intricacy and some details and make it look a little bit more complex than it actually is. She's only actually used part of that fur. 
which you know I'm not gonna fault all of the girls on because they had uh, uh, maybe a, a, a fifth of a corner mm-hmm. to even use to make for this stuff. So I'm not gonna get on them too much about it. What I did not love about this is one, she was tripping a lot on this garment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much she actually practiced in it. And the most egregious thing for me was I can see the undergarments when she turned <sighs> to the side. If we clock in Kitty, if we clock in uh, Frisbee Yeah, Jacobs, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. The undergarment showing was a mess. But the garment looks right. Uh-huh. The makeup is, she's stamped. Uh-huh. Stamped. And the way that she has this green and this finger wave, superb. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it needed some work. It needed some work. This looks like a garment right off of the fabric wall. But one thing I do love about Miss Suki doll is she is all about the, the jantasy. So... Hey, bitch, sometimes if you if you were having fun and you smile and the, the audience will smile along with you. Right. Eve 6000 comes out in this muddy ass outfit. And um, so I did like her description of the outfit. She said that I am a 40s starlet who's trying to resurrect her career by being in a 1970s horror movie. Yeah, she's going to Hollywood. Right, which is a direct reference to, um, uh, or more or less to Betty Davis and Joan Crawford being in whatever happened to baby Jane, even though they came up the 70s um this is not it to me i think that this the bodysuit piece is too short is entirely too short and then the sash needed to be in some other color that gave it some contrast and gave it some sort of um helped lift this garment up because right now it just looks quite muddy mm-hmm. um yeah i i yeah i don't think it looks good I don't think it looks good at all. You were trying to sell me on her going to a red carpet, uh, uh, a Hollywood red carpet, so much. I just night. said that I'll get to it when I, we get to the part. But I just, I just said, I just said, let's keep. I will going. say this: her makeup looks good. I think the wig looks good. I would have ditched that headscarf. It, it, it needs, it needs some work. It needs some work. Mm-hmm. So now the one, the, some, we have some, we have some shining stars in this, uh, this, this uh, list of this group of girls, and that's Miss Stephanie Price. Stephanie comes out in this garment that she made fully out of posters that she cut and made um, out of like a leathered, wow, layered textured feather situation. Mm-hmm. The way that she has the middle part contour to, contour to her body looks absolutely exquisite. The the amount of leg, she is very clearly a Nicki Minaj fan because she gives us a Nicki Minaj at the end of the runway. Could have kept that. Um, I have, I'm in love with this. Go to the beat, beat. That's a good way. Hey, and hey, it, what yeah, you gonna say? It was so fantastic. Look at the la- the the layering of the work on it. Yeah, and they tried like to come for the girl back in, in the back. It was like, oh, are you not scared about putting just a piece of paper on fabric or something like that? Well, she had the right idea, and the other girl who said it to her did not. So exactly, and it looks like feathers. Yeah, yeah, it looks. Yeah, she she did the assignment in terms of creating an illusion, and she chose an unconventional material. Um, I think the only thing I would change about this is this wig. Mm-hmm. I think the wig is um, not dramatic enough to carry off this particular dress. But in terms of, you know, was you end up in the bottom? Absolutely fucking not. And this is, uh, this is one of the best pieces that ever come out of a Drag Race design challenge, I think. Mm-hmm. Given, the, uh, given the assignment and the material. So definitely a high two for me. Love this. Fantastic. Yeah, she's looking good. Uh, Gigi Good Jr. comes out. Looking the fuck terrible. <laughs> yes, geometric comes out on this uh, with this asymmetric jumpsuit and halter situation. And Brad alludes to how the kids are doing that, the, doing this these days. Because immediately, this reminded me of Gigi in that disco video. You know what I'm talking about? 
What kids? What kids are doing this? Allegedly Gen Z. Girl, bye. I know kids doing that. I know. Anyway, uh, it does not look good. It does not look polished. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but boot. Yeah, no, it's an absolute. Absolute boot. Now, another girl who came to motherfucking play is Isis Couture. This, this, this is excellent. So she comes out in this Vivian Westwood, Westwood, wow, Vivian Westwood inspired garment. She has the beret and this punk jacket on and one side of it goes down to her ankle and it is mm-hmm. all coat check ticket coat check tickets it creates texture it's layered and there's a really great color scheme and then it's short on the other side it's badass she looks fantastic this is what i want to see in these design challenges yeah she looked good she looked absolutely good and you they can tell the judges were living Yes, they did give her the critique that they wish that the other side was shortened a little bit. Uh, uh-uh. Which, you know, I, I, I can see that. But I don't think that it was necessary. There was not a necessary critique because the look is just so exquisite and superb and perfect. Right. Then this bitch comes out. So we, we got Ms. Um, Amore comes out in this 80s. Looking at Shane Mass next. Yes, girl. But she gets points because she at least used all napkins. Whatever the next bitch comes out and exactly. um, fully something off the off the damn rack, Cynthia, and this goes to uh, this is now what a third gold Lemay jumpsuit that we've seen on Canada's Drag Race. Right, we're the unconventional materials. Right, exactly. She should have been in the bottom for that. Right off the rack, yes, exactly. So that was our runway. Interesting. Interesting. It was good. It was entertaining. Enjoy. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, sorry, go ahead. It was an entertaining, like, you know, kick start. Yes. I really, really wish they had not done the girl so dirty with so little. Because, I mean, how do I fault them for not having enough unconventional material when there was barely enough to use to begin with? Exactly. Which is why we had people coming out in all fabric from the wall. Exactly. Right, 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 right. How do I go, oh, girl, you look a, you look a trifle of a mess because you didn't follow the assignment. So, girl, there was maybe a toy box worth of shit for us to use. Right. So we get to the judging. The tops, um, no surprise, are Isis, Suki Doll, and Stephanie. Uh, they really, really, really um, enjoyed the presentation of those three. I think they bragged, gave some good feedback to Suki, um, reminded her, you know, if you're going to wear things, especially with you being a, a smaller frame, you need to figure out how the movement of the garment go, uh, works before you pump out on the stage, because what we're not trying to do is have you fall and bust your knees up. Um, yeah, they think that what Stephanie did was absolutely gorgeous. Um, especially, like I said, it looks like feathers almost. And that is incredible that she did that. Um, it's a lot of work too. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of good work. Um, and then Isis, you know, everything. And they asked her to take her glasses off and they live for the fact that that makeup was done down under them glasses. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the bottoms um, are Miss Eve 6000, Miss Beth, and Miss uh, Geometric. Um, Okay, so uh, they let all three of them have it because, you know, there are parts that just aren't done. Beth's, uh, the bottom of Beth's dress is just an incomplete thought. The makeup and the wig are terrible. 
um, E6000. The bottom is just looking crazy, right? Um, ain't nobody in old Hollywood popping up to no red carpet looking like this. And Gia, what red carpet are you going to? So the VMA. Shout. They go to the back, um, and I forget who tried to start talking, but then E6000 interrupts everybody to let them know that she's in the bottom. Um, and we get this thread of E6000 maybe being a little much. A little? Wait, put a pin in it, because when we get back to the stage, uh, the winner uh, is announced to be Isis. Congratulations, Isis. Um, and the bottom two are announced to be Beth and Geometric, which means that Eve is safe. However, Eve then proceeds to take what feels like five to 10 minutes yeah. crying very loudly on stage, falling down the steps and making a whole scene in the back. And I say, you know what, drag queen, this is a lot for safe. It's unprofessional. <laughs> it's unprofessional. It's unprofessional. I mean, you know, get get camera time where you need to get your camera time, girl. I get it. Where'd you get another cigarette from? Don't be clocking me. <laughs> Continue with your rant about professionalism. I was, I was worried about you earlier when you said you only had one. I said, like, oh, girl, this, is about to be, this girl going to be over it or something. Um, yeah, it's just it's one thing about it's one thing trying to get additional camera time. I get it on a TV show. We're drag queens. You're in the middle of the judging part. There's two bitches who are waiting to go lip sync for their life, and you are doing the absolute most in the back. <laughs> and any other time, and it's not unusual for the girls to be in the back crying. Right. Okay. Remember Moni Cart when they, they almost popped their ass in the bottom of the farmer musical? <laughs> Had her moment, came to the back, turned to the side, and cried. Right. If you need to cry, go the fuck outside. So I'm re and then also it could I'm I'm gonna say this it could be the edit it, may, it might not have been that fierce right but from a, as from a viewer standpoint because we do know about Miss E six thousand she is the quote unquote bitch of the season we're about to get that that's other reason we shouldn't hit that bottom this week it still was just very unprofessional yeah it was so we get to the lip sync lip sync is one of my favorite little bops um it is Man Eater by Nelly Furtado Miss Thing. Um, and I'm like, okay, these bitches better give it up because this is a perfect lip sync song. Um, they do not give it up. What we get is, uh, <laughs> what we get is Beth um, giving me the world's laziest. Like, I have never watched a lip sync and then felt tired watching it. Like, watching yeah. you made me tired. Um, mm -hmm. That goes to my question. I don't know how long she's been, how long she's been doing drag and performing. Yeah, because all she's doing is these, she's moving like at a snail's pace and turning right. around and just making these dumb faces. It's not working. At one point, she like very slowly gets onto the floor and then like uh, attempts to look like she's thrusting the floor. And they cut um, Tom joined the morning show girl. Um, <laughs> to hype it up talk about beth is on the floor she is okay and it, it is jiggling shaking. i said girl where exactly because that girl is padded down so ain't nothing jiggling okay one thing the girls need to stop trying to do is twerk and pass calorie carb dashing no it just it wasn't working it wasn't working and then meanwhile you got gia metric uh bobbing around arithmetically um not a word but we're gonna make it that um bopping around without rhythm and then uh, her homegirl in the back talking about, oh, yeah, if it's one thing, Gia, Gia can do, Gia can dance. And I'm like, dance where? Right. 
If I ever, ever made it on Drag Race, I don't want to be on that season with no hometown girls because y'all not about to get in this confessional, talk about I do this, that, and the other, and it's not given. And I look even more crazy because now this bitch ain't got no shirt on. Yeah, and now she ain't got no shirt on. Boy, chest is out. She's still fist, fist bumping and shit. Fist bumping and trying to doing this really awkward, like emotional pause in the middle of the song. I'm like, this isn't that kind of song. Are you listening right. to the song? This isn't that kind of song. And then the crunchiest dip. So I was over the lip sync. I said, oh my God, this thing. And then, you know, Canada, <laughs> Canada gives you a good minute and 30 seconds of a song. Oh, I, I timed it to, today. It was actually like two minutes. I timed it before this episode because I needed to know. This candidate will have us listening to the intro, the outro, the bridge, the director's, <laughs> cover, the director's commentary on that motherfucker. We're going to listen to it. Child, um, Beth is sent to the house thing. And you know what? We didn't cover this. And, and I had no problem with Beth being sent to the house. And you know why? Mm-hmm. Because when they were up in the back of this thing, she tried to come for Miss Oceana. Baby! No Oceana Baby. was sitting there minding her business, right. drinking her cocktail. And here comes right. Beth. Well, that wasn't a great look that you have on, but I know that you sold it on my Girl. Okay. <laughs> I said, girl, if you don't go over to the corner and learn your Avril Lavigne, bitch, because you are <laughs> lip-syncing tonight. All right? They said the song was Ellie Furtado, girl. Go ahead and get to that part of your iPod, bitch. I'm going to go over here and finish my drink. I'll see you on the runway, though, ho. <laughs> so, I, I just can't say when the girls be projecting like this. When, like, when Rita, when um Jimbo did that shit to Rita, I said, listen, girl. It's on you. You in the bottom because of you. You wore that ugly ass outfit. That's no, on you, bitch. You need to let because you got your foot on Jimbo's neck for this one part. Because even Jimbo knows she was out of line. <laughs> even Jimbo knows she was out of pocket. I watched that reunion. I watched it again. I watched Starzy talk about she ain't never watched Draggers before she got on. Well, she wouldn't be the only one. Peppermint also did not watch Drag Race before she got off. Right, 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 right. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> said, "I wish I had watched it." I said, "Girl, wait, where'd you think he was going?" <laughs> so, our first eliminated queen is Beth. Um, Geometric up to the back, that was and that is the man. end of the episode. What did you think? First episode? I thought it was cute. It was nice. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I forgot to mention this at the top of the episode. I enjoy that for drag in drag race years, there's a good amount of older girls. Because you uh-huh. know, drag race US will pull them right out of high school. Right. So, you know, it was nice to see, you know, for drag race thir- uh, season 13, Rose was one of the older girls at 30. Mm-hmm. Or like 31. So it was nice to see those girls at 34, 29, 33, 31, you know, in that range. Because um, I do think it's important that we always make sure that we're including all age groups, you know, the new and the old school of drag, and we're appreciating it and we're giving them a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's nice to be back in Canada again. I'm interested to see what the Canada's girls are going to give. They seem quite nice, mm-hmm. with the exception of a handful of them, the exception of one. But um, yeah, let's see what they give. I'm excited to dive on in. Yeah, we're gonna wait. Week of the week, who had the my... week of the week? I don't know, actually. Uh, wait, do I, do I have the option of the entrance looks as well? Of course. Mine is Suki Doll on the runway. Then I would probably give it to Suki Doll as entrance. Her entrance, her, Suki's like upper, her neck up on point. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what other fashion she gives from the for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah I, I quite enjoyed the intricacy of Suki's entrance uh, wig. 
I thought the black touches in the wig were great. And it also didn't overpower her. Suki is little, as Brad mentioned. So, you know, she does have to be careful of proportions mm -hmm. when she puts things on, gingerman. Proportionizing. Proportionizing. Uh, worst wig this week. I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it to a more because what was going on under that headpiece? What? what? Oh, you talking about on the runway? Yes. Oh, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Like she, she might have using her regular hair and would just throw some napkins in it. Yeah, and she might have looked the mess. I think that was it. But yeah, she um she definitely did not have a uh, fierce. I, yeah, I agree. But I'm I'm, I'm hoping that she still uh, pulls it out. I hope I can't wait to see some of that big pageant drag. Uh huh. Well, that was the episode, folks. We thank yeah. you for watching, and we encourage you to follow us on our social medias. If you are yes. on Twitter. We are Black to Our Roots. And on Instagram, we're Black to Our Roots Pod. And yeah. on FarmersOnly.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on FarmersOnly.com, we're Bitch, I'm a Cow. All right. Well, and tune in next week to see Oceana go home. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. You know, stop putting negativity. You see the anti-blackness, the fat phobia is jumping. You gonna oh. pump out with them shoes, Miss Thing? And they okay, like, all He's right, like, girl. Oceana, we've consulted with the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Oceana, we've consulted with the doctor, and upon further consult, we have decided that we are going to send you home. <laughs> but I'm not going to forget to say that you have an open invitation to compete on Drag Race Canada uh, season three. No, we don't need no more of that. Um, so. Uh, what is it with the Drag Race stage and the girls in the knees? <laughs> the knees are a part of the body that gets a lot of damage. Done. Yeah, I know, girl. Listen, I'm a big bitch too. I understand, but damn it. What is that now? The four bitches in the knees? Well, hey. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.